Next on a Black Friday BYUSN, what we want to see from the Cougar football team in the regular season finale at Stanford tomorrow. And no paradise in the Bahamas. So what's at stake in today's tournament finale for men's basketball? Ah, got to get a win, man. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, November 25th. I'm Jeremy Jordan alongside Dave McCann. Dude, I love the vintage sweater. Yeah, well, it, it felt like great. A, it felt it, the holidays are here. Yeah, uh, you got the U.S. soccer going Let's today. Let's beat England today. And I went with the other three letters. And so here we go. Did you just check to make sure it was three? <laughs> I'm going to make sure it didn't say Cougars on here. I'm like, wait, like, yeah, this is uh, the three. Oh, yeah, that's BYU. Three. Uh, how was Thanksgiving? It's great. Yeah, a lot. Of, I, brought, a... I brought a second TV to my brother-in-law's just to make sure we had all the games covered at the same time. <laughs> so we could have football in the main one, and then uh, when BYU I've played, we heard a family coming it. and bringing pies and extra drinks. I've never seen someone come and go, and I have a TV. Yeah. I think it epitomizes, you know, I work in TV. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't take that for granted because no. before you know it, you're staring at one TV. Yeah, We had some split screens going, which was cool. That's good. Uh, it's such a great day because it's so good to hang out with the people that matter the most. And uh, uh, we had a good time. We had probably 60 or so. The McCanns are, and, and not all of them man. were there, but we, we, uh, yeah. but we usually do that on Sundays anyway for yeah. dinner. So it was like we had turkey this time, you know, and a few extra pies. But you're one of 10 kids. 10 kids, yeah. It's amazing how fast uh, you can multiply it and replenish. And replenish. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. To f- and the games were good. It was fun to there see them all play well. Some good games. Egg Bowl, we'll talk about that. Someone's the throwing a chair on the field. Uh, <laughs> that crazy, had enough. Man. Yeah. All right, well, we got a loaded show today on the day after Thanksgiving. Here are the headlines that, uh, that we want to jump into. Um, BYU's got, they got a basketball game. they got a football game tomorrow, basketball game today. So we'll preview Stanford. Uh, Brian Logan's going to be with us to talk about that and what the Cougs hope to get done there. Basketball is in the Bahamas. We've got our game day guarantees and a deep blue with Houston Hamuli. Um, you know what Hamuli did? He had the lead block on Terrence Falls' touchdown run. That's fun. I, you know, he's been in on special teams, but here in the fullback role, it was fun to see him make a block and open the door for a touchdown. We thought we'd see a lot more of him coming from Stanford. And maybe we will coming up on Saturday, which brings us to today's headlines. Football finishes the regular season at Stanford tomorrow. Cougars say, hey, speak of the devil. Here's Houston on that block. Very nice. <laughs> there, our production team is fantastic. Cougars are a six-and-a-half-point favorite out of Vegas. Of note, backup offensive lineman Campbell Barrington bring time out for the season with injuries, as announced earlier this week. Pre-game begins tomorrow, 9 Eastern, late one on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Latest game in all of college football. We'll take it. We'll We're take good it. at night, man. Everyone can get it, and the nation will be watching, if not because they're in a football coma from the turkey and all that stuff from earlier in the day. Men's hoops look to rebound after a couple of losses in the battle for Atlantis down there in the Bahamas. Cougars lost to USC Wednesday, 82-76. Butler beat them yesterday 75-70. to In all three losses for BYU this year, they've had a shot to win those games. They're not that far off, and yet sometimes they seem so far away. Dayton is today's finale in the Bahamas, 3.30 Eastern time. Coverage starts at 2.30 Eastern, live on BYU Radio. Women's Hoops beat Carroll College 71-47 Wednesday for the second win of the season, led by Lauren Gustin's sixth straight double-double, one in each game this year. The Cougars host Ball State, and boom goes the dynamite tomorrow at 4 Eastern on BYU TV. I've never seen a team just have five players against one, which was Carroll. Carroll came out. Get it? Carroll College. <laughs> I, Welcome I to the show. Get, I needed Jamal Williams scores his 13th rushing TD of the season. 
in a Detroit loss to the Bills. That was a heartbreaker for the Lions. Yeah. Williams, 13 rushing touchdowns, leads the NFL. He is three shy of tying Barry Sanders' team record of 16. In He's going to get it. Wouldn't that be That's something? That's going to happen. Jamal Williams is is marching in on Barry Sanders' territory in Detroit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jamal finds the end zone. He's really got a nose for it, a la Luke Staley back in 2000. BYU would just hand him the ball in the end. And, and it's not just a touchdown. It's a touchdown and a dance. And, and sometimes a flag dance. Uh, <laughs> if you love Key and Peele, you know what I'm talking about. Cougars in the NFL who will compete this weekend. Tyler Algier and the Falcons face Dax Milne and the Commanders. Jersey swap. Taysom Hill and Daniel Sorensen and the Saints play uh, Fred Warner and the Niners. Hey, uh, David Nixon's going to interview his brother-in-law, Taysom Hill, after the game for Sports Nation next week. Very nice. Yeah. I look forward to that. KBN and Michael Davis with the Chargers play the Cardinals. Yoni Takataki and the Browns play the Bucks. And Brady Christensen and the Panthers host the Broncos. 18th ranked women's volleyball finishes, finishes their season 21-6. and six. Selection show Sunday is coming. Heather Olmstead and the Cougars will find out who they face in the NCAA tournament. An interesting season for volleyball. Six losses, but you look at, uh, I think five of those were against ranked opponents, two against Quality. the second-ranked team in the country. Yep, they will travel to uh, play the first two rounds for the first time since 2014. They're, they're not going to host. But the last time they host, they didn't host. They went to the national title game. Hey. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens with this team. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Hopefully more of those tomorrow on the farm in Palo Alto as the Cougars take on Stanford in the regular season finale in football. Stanford 3-8, and eight, BYU 6-5. and five. So, Dave, what do you want to see from BYU in the game tomorrow? Off the field, I want to see more BYU fans than Stanford fans, and I think that's a given. Oh, it's going to happen. We talked to the alumni director down there over Northern California, and uh, he thinks it's going to happen. And so, and tickets are reasonable because Stanford can't sell any tickets. So look for that. That's one thing I'm going to look for. Then down on the field, I want to see a complete game. I want to see a Boise State performance, which then gives us a Boise State, Utah Tech, which is an FCS school, and this is what you get, and then Stanford. So you've put in four-quarter four performances together, uh, and I think you throw out the FCS game just because of that matchup. But, but uh, that's what I'm looking for, four quarters. And now you've, you, you haven't played well enough all season to take one off, you know? It's, it's like they should be glad to have the game, glad that it's four quarters, glad that it's at night, glad that it's on TV, just to show their stuff. That's what I think. It'd be nice because, yes, there's only one game where BYU has won by three scores versus an FBS team, and that was South Florida. Uh, ever since then, it's, it's been teams that have won six-plus up to this point. This has not been last year where BYU had four FBS opponents that were below 500. Top to bottom, we didn't think this would be the case, but this was a tougher schedule than last year in that regard. There weren't as many top-heavy teams like last year where BYU actually defeated two final AP-ranked top 25 yeah. teams. You just don't like it. Utah, you love it, but Utah State, you got to tip the cap last year. They were a top 25 team when the season ended. But Stanford stinks, so it almost... 
Uh, but BYU hasn't been the greatest either. I don't think BYU stinks, but Stanford's terrible. They score uh, 21 a game. They haven't in the last six, by the way. They rush for 112 a game. I thought Stanford was this rushing offense. They've really struggled. Historically, they have. Historically, they have. Toby Gearhart and uh, you know Christian McCaffrey aren't walking through that door. They have had major injuries at the running back position to the point where they're playing Mitch Lieber a safety. They're just decimated. Like, imagine if BYU lost... For a single game, they didn't have anybody, uh, you know, no Chris Brooks, no Lopini, no Hinkley, um, wait, that, and no like Miles. Oh, wait a minute. BYU's <laughs> gone through that, too, it feels like. But at least one of those guys has been available in a game. Imagine not having all three. They are bottom 25 in uh, all these categories. Tenth worst in sacks allowed. Uh, second most fumbles lost in the country. There's an opportunity here to go and win and win convincingly. But at this point, I don't need a convincing win. I just need a win. I, BYU is, and I said this earlier in the week, BYU's begging for us to believe them at, in how they play. And we go, no, they're better than this. BYU is what they've been doing, okay? Yeah. Which is uh, the defense is not as good as we thought. They're banged up quite a bit. They can't run the ball effectively on offense. Therefore, they're not as, as explosive at times or even moving the chains Yes, sometimes you can chuck it to Keanu Hill against Wyoming and Utah Tech, and it's going to work. Um, but this isn't the same group that played Baylor. They, it's a very injured and less confident group. But I hope they realize that they can get to eight wins still. Of course they do. And that they can finish on a high note with a win over a quality program like Stanford. They're not a quality team at the moment. But if you can win this game, finish the regular season 7-5, and five, give yourself a chance for eight, beat Stanford, Get that P5 win. I, I'm feeling good about that opportunity. That's an NFL quarterback across the line of scrimmage in Tanner McKee. And as you pointed out, and we talked about this week too, is it's kind of cool that there's two return missionaries yeah. in this game. I'm not sure we've ever had that no. in the history of college football, perhaps. Not, not two kids who went out for two years that are, that are going toe-to-toe. That's pretty cool. So that is cool. I'll take a win in any way. Uh, does it need to be complete? Not for me. I just, I just want to win because I would love to see BYU, despite all these injuries and issues, get to eight somehow, and we go, ah, at one point, BYU was four and five, and we were feeling pretty bad about this. There's a lot of similarities between these two, and you've pointed out a bunch of them. Uh, one thing that jumps off the page to me is, is Saturday night will be Stanford's 10th straight game. They had their bye after week three. BYU knows what it's like to go 10 straight games. Uh, you get hurt, you don't have time to get better. So at least BYU's coming off a bye, and then Utah Tech, and the BYU's more fresh coming in this game. But... Uh, these two teams have combined for 10 running backs this season. <laughs> All right, that's 3-8. and eight. This is 6-5. and five. Yep. Show me uh, another team in the country. Show me two that are playing this weekend that have gone through 10 running backs that uh, have anything optimistic going for them at all. For Stanford, it's senior day, you know, so there's something to play for. And BYU's playing for, for, for a variety of reasons. One that we still, and they still believe they're better than what they perform, so they're still trying to, ch they're still chasing that ghost. They're already going to, to the postseason. And I believe most of America still thinks Stanford is good because they don't pay any attention to them. <laughs> they they're out here on the Notre West Dame Coast. They beat Notre Dame somehow. They beat Notre Dame. They what? play late at night and no one follows them. Yeah. And their own fans don't go to games. So when you hear the name Stanford. There's a certain amount of respect. Yeah. And so there's still that, 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 that BYU can, can, can go get as opposed to, um, you know, you beat uh, UNLV. Well, you should beat UNLV. You beat Stanford. Wow, Stanford's good. No, they're not. They're 3-8. and eight. Well, I didn't know that. I saw them beat Notre Dame. So there's that. Um, I'm excited to see Jaron Hall go down. And, you know, last year, Thanksgiving week, they went and put on a show at USC. 
Algier had a big game. That was Paul an important game, game against a team Luka that was sub-500. Yeah. Well. Uh, so now here they march into Stanford, same weekend. Um, Hall needs a good game. Puka wants a good game. Chris Brooks, who played for Cal against Stanford's back in the other big game now. He wasn't in the big game. Now yep. he's in the other big game. And now he's healthy, and he ran hard uh, against Utah Tech. But I didn't care about the yards. He ran hard. He changed which is the game. What I was interested. He changed the game for BYU yeah. last week. It, when it was weird and it was one score, there was a physicality there that was that was needed. I think there are going to be a lot of NFL scouts watching this game because you have two guys who could potentially be drafted in next year's draft. It might be Junior Day for uh, Tanner McKee, perhaps his last game uh, with Stanford. So there's a lot on the line in that regard. But uh, let's finish the uh, year with a win. Let's just let's go out with a bang. This reminds me of 2014 Cal as well. Where, hey, uh, Cal was, had Jared Goff, future NFL uh, number one pick, and he had an opportunity in the Bay Area to end the season on a high note, and BYU did. And then they went to Miami, and stuff happened there. But in, in that game, show up, alumni are going to show up, uh, and I hope uh, BYU realizes the opportunity that exists. Despite all the struggles they've had, they can still get eight wins, beat Stanford, which, by the way, if BYU beat Stanford, last Pac-12 team that BYU has not defeated. Right. In the Big 12, BYU's defeated uh, all but five at this point, by the way. And with the exception of Utah, I don't know when BYU's going to play another Pac-12 team with, unless it's a bowl game. Might be a sec. It might be a long time. Yeah. Okay, we've got uh, some stuff we think is going to happen tomorrow. Dave's going to fill in for Spencer on this one, but it's time for our game day guarantees. It's time for your BYU Sports Nation game day guarantees. Guarantees. Yeah, right. To be wrong... Wait, is Mike still on? It's been the case for me this year. 10 for 33, Spence is 18 for 33. What's the situation? What, why, why I thought you BYU would be 33? better at <laughs> certain stuff. This has not been my predicting season. That's Every now and then I come in and sub in, and I'm just astonished as what's going on. Yeah. 10 of 33. I am too. That's my uh, free throw percentage. Program. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Spencer's got 18, so he's locked it up. Just to pad the score, uh, Chris Brooks is going to score a touchdown. In that, that's going to be a motion game for him. That'd be fun. Paul's going to throw for more yards than McKee, which will be interesting because since Stanford can't run the ball, they, they just chuck it now, which is yeah. a character for them. They're not throwing for a ton again. And uh, and Michael Harper is going to get that first career interception back there because Tanner McKee is going to throw it so much. He always plus 36 in passing yards per game already. So I anticipate that will happen. But that that's what you do. Uh, Michael Harper, that's an aggressive one. Did you just call out my, why did you just belittle my picks? That's how we You've got 10 the wins on the season. Dave, have you watched the show? Do you know what I do? <laughs> uh, number one, BYU will have more total yards. Yes, they average more total yards also, uh, plus 79 on the season. That will happen in this game. Okay. Two, Stanford won't miss a field goal. Josh Carty is 16 for 16, including the weirdest finish to a uh, game I've seen where it wasn't the game winner. Down 10, Stanford opted to kick a 61-yard field goal last week against Cal. And were, made it. There were winners and losers in Vegas. Yeah, yes, there were. And number three, Jake Olderwood makes a field goal. The green cleats are back from 2016. Parents put him in the locker last week. Jake told me on the field before the game. And he's going to make a field goal. It's been a set. His wife, uh, his wife posted on Instagram that his last kick was last week at the Edward Stadium. So he's down. He's still so that this sounds like he's, he's out. Okay. He'll go down as one of the best kickers in school history despite the slumpy got himself into this season. Yes, yeah, overall agreed. Kick 16 in a row. Like, yeah. By the way, uh, those three picks are way out on a limb. 
Congratulations. Super out. That's the way I... Well, Restand. now I'm like, oh, I just got a mailman. Except the Jake Oldred thing. It's a little more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next. Uh, there's no none of our picks in this one. Uh, what's on the line for BYU Hoops today after starting 0-2 down in the Bahamas? They're playing Dayton uh, in a short period. What? A couple uh, hours. A couple hours from now. Um, what do you think? What's on the line? Not much, because I don't expect this team to be an NCAA tournament team. Um, I hope it's an NIT team, Dave. Uh, certainly they have competed well uh, with the better teams on the schedule, but they haven't won those games quite yet. Uh, as you mentioned, San Diego State and USC and uh, Baylor yesterday, or, uh, Butler yesterday, which is the Alex Barcelo game. Came down to those two, by the way, for him. Um, it's, it's tough. Uh, hopefully BYU continues what it did in the 1951 NIT, which is beat Dayton. Uh, but this time not in New York City, in the Bahamas. This team, I, we're just going to watch them hopefully grow and get better. Everything's a build for the Big 12, as you mentioned in our pre-show meeting. Growing pains are, are the worst, and watching them are the worst. Uh, we all watch that game, at least a lot of us watch that game, and we're just like, That was on the first TV, by the way. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had it in the small screen, then we moved it up. Uh, the seniors are the ones missing the open shots, the veterans whether it's Gideon George, wide open three, Rudy Williams, wide open three to take the lead yeah. in the closing seconds. That's yep. how you win games. Your guys, your older guys hit those shots. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't do it the day before either until it was Helder Skelter in the last few minutes against Too little, against too late. Yeah. Uh, I think I was looking at today Williams and Jackson Robinson, who we believe is a good shooter, um, and uh, uh, Gideon, Gideon George, those three. I think they're like 13 for 78 shooting three-pointers. It's That's not, not good enough. It's not Those great. are three of your starters. Overall, it's not good enough. Like, Trey Stewart's one for 13. Yeah. He has more fouls than points. Dallin Hall's 0 for 6. So there's all your guards. Yes. Uh, certainly they need to shoot better. I, you know, I, I think there is a skill level to this team that could merit better play. Right now they're not showing to be super skilled in certain areas on the court, in particular three-point shooting. The turnovers have been down the last two games, which is better. Only 30 instead of 40-plus, right? Which has been – they've been kind of 20 a game. That was better, but yeah, BYU just makes some weird mistakes that that uh, don't feel like they're obvious from aggression or tempo. They're just throwing them out of bounds or making BYU is the uh, is bottom ten in steal percentage, fifteen percent of possessions right now. The opponent is stealing the ball, so we certainly expect BYU to be better from this. But at what point? We're only six games in. Do we believe BYU again, like I said with football? They're telling us this is who we are. When will we believe them? I'll probably give them half the season before I really assess that. But I, I don't know that much is on the line because the expectations are really free for me for this group. Yeah. I don't know what they are or what they're going to be. I certainly hope in the Big 12 in the next couple of years to at least be competitive to the point of getting an NCAA tournament bid. I don't expect BYU to be above 500 in that league for a few years. It's going to be a... a a slow burn there, but I don't like losing single-digit games to quality opponents. Hey, get one of those three. I think if BYU had gotten one of those, we'd feel a little different. Yeah. But right now it's a little frustrating because now you play Dayton, who, by the way, is the second-highest-ranked Ken Palm team on the schedule. That's a tougher game. Yeah, so show me a second game of 13 or fewer turnovers so that you can, you can mark improvement. 13 yesterday. Uh, some were brutal, but but they weren't 20 or 23 or whatever. So so that's what I want to see today. I, I want to see a win, but I want to see low turnovers. Show me you show me you're getting better. Spencer Johnson wasn't in the game last night toward the end. I think he got hurt. Yeah, Mark Pope called it a health issue in the yeah. post game show. So I don't know what he's gonna if, 
he might not even play today. That's a big loss for them because they're still trying to figure out who's in charge. He's the most consistent piece of the team right yeah. now. Premeditated turnovers drive me nuts. Like, hey, I'm going to throw it in there. It's not open. It's probably going to get stolen. I'm going to do it anyway. And we've seen plenty of that in this tournament. That's where you're I want that going, in the stack oh, category. Premeditated turnovers. Premeditated turnovers. <laughs> but Foose had a big game last night. 21 points, 12 rebounds, yep. something like that. And, yep. and so getting him the ball, they've done much better the last couple of games than they did earlier. Um, and I still expect Rudy to get to the rim when he does, hit wide open three-point shots when he's open, and lead the team. He's shown flashes, but he hasn't shown a complete game of that yet. Yeah. And that's too much to put on Dallin Hall, who looks totally overwhelmed down there in the Bahamas tournament. Rudy has had double figures in three of the last four, so his scoring has been upped, which is great. But yeah, Jackson Robinson and the gang certainly need to shoot better. He equaled his three-point makes um, in the USC second half. That was nice to see 16 points from him. But yeah, BYU certainly got to play better, and they have an opportunity today in a, a uh, hey, I don't want to be the worst team in this uh, uh, tournament game against Dayton. Both They're teams still in paradise, both. so it won't you know, be totally. Yeah, they win regardless, but we'd like <laughs> yeah. to see it in the win column. And then two games at Vivint Arena next week, Westminster and South Dakota, where yeah. you can kind of get some groove back before, sure. before you play Utah. Yeah, that's and coming up on the 17th. Creighton coming up on the 10th. Creighton on the 10th. Uh, top 10 team in Creighton, man. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. Our question of the day is this. You get to guarantee one win this weekend. Okay, here we go. Which would you choose? USA over England in the World Cup, BYU over Dayton in men's hoops, BYU over Stanford in football. <laughs> okay. It's a tough one. Bradley Johnson, 311. Uh, Amber is the color of his energy on Instagram. I'm sorry, Cougar Nation, but if I guarantee a U.S. win over England, I'd do that, seeing as how this might be the slimmest chance we've had to beat them in anything since 1776. <laughs> and no, the U.S. has never lost to England in the World Cup. A win and a draw. You go 1930 and I think 2010. In South Africa. What so. did someone joke that the, the, the Brits were up 13 colonies? They, they blew a 13-colony lead. Blew yeah. the lead. I, my answer to this is the USA over England. That's, that's, it just, that game means the most yeah, of well, those three. As the host of After Further Review <laughs> on Tuesday, I'm going BYU over Stanford. I think BYU will beat Stanford without the guarantee, so I'm not that worried. <laughs> hey, join Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson for the radio call of the Cougars and the Cardinal. Tomorrow night on BYU Radio, their coverage starts at 9 Eastern time with Cougar Pregame Live with Jason Shepard. That's on the radio tomorrow night. I believe Greg's on a plane from the Bahamas to Palo Alto as we speak. BYU TV football analyst Brian Logan will tell us what he expects from BYU tomorrow at Stanford. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's up, Brian? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hopefully you got your 65-inch uh, TV for 40% off at wherever you uh, shopped on Black Friday. I know Dave did. Jeremy Jordan alongside the aforementioned Dave McCann. Let's bring in Brian Logan. You see him on BYU Sports Nation game day. You're going to see him tomorrow night. He is joining us from wherever he is at this point. Brian, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm at the dealership, um, the Mercedes dealership, waiting for my car. Way to oh. drop the uh, Mercedes uh, part of that. You don't need an NIL. You're graduating. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get these NIL deals. You know, uh, the dating app. There's a pizza restaurant. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do all this stuff, man. I, I missed out. I didn't have the opportunity to get those. So yeah, yeah, they, trying my hardest. You That's did. Sir. They just would have been illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. UNLV was pre-NIL back in the day. And, uh, Reggie Bush. They was were pioneers down. Yeah down in Las Vegas. Good hey, handshakes. Uh, Bilo, we were asking the, the question of the day, if you could guarantee a win, uh, would you take the USA over England in the World Cup today or the BYU win over Stanford tomorrow night? 
Um, no, no basketball. BYU, no, I just threw that one out. BYU over Stanford. Yeah, that's, that's BYU, sh- BYU shocking. That's why you're on the game day crew. Shocking, right Brian. Whoa, Jerem's holding us right <laughs> out for American soccer. No, didn't even. <laughs> yeah, think. I see. I see. I see the swag that he's wearing too. Let's go. I mean, yeah. Let's go. I mean, you, should have me, you should have me be the host. Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, you should have me be the host today. You know. Well, we, we yeah, would have, but it uh, sounds Farmington. like you had car issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Farmington. I'm here. Let's put one plus one. Someone, someone's a little more available. Uh, you know, communicate. You know, you know, technology that we have, we can do this. You know, I mean, I, I've seen you and Spencer do it like this. So it's we true. Can, it's we when none of you are available, it. though. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's, let's talk about this game tomorrow. Certainly an opportunity to finish the regular season on a high note against a team who struggled. Granted, Stanford's beaten Notre Dame, which is a weird anomaly on the schedule. Their offense kind of stinks. What do you think of this matchup between what we think are two NFL quarterbacks, P5? It, it, it seems like an interesting matchup. It, it does. Um, the, the two quarterbacks are really intriguing. I, I think what's what's really, I would say, intriguing for me, um, I feel really confident that BYU going to this game is, is going to come out with a win. I, I think they'll be dominant. Um, and wh- that's why... Why it's intriguing for me is because every every game, even last week, I've been a little nervous, and um, you know, I, I, you kind of go into some some unknowns and and just based off how the team has been playing, you don't really know what to expect. And um, this time, for whatever reason, it's probably because Stanford is horrible and they look really bad. You know, you look at their stats all the way across the board from offensively and even defensively, they're they're ranked um, last in a lot of those categories. So. I know BYU has had some struggles. Um, they're not ranked really well in, in certain categories either, but um, I, I am more confident in the BYU offense than, than uh, you know, Stanford's defense at this point. So um, intriguing for me because I, f- I feel confident that they'll walk away with a win. Bilo, one thing we've been talking about on game day is since Kalani started taking over the play calling on defense, um, the, the guys are in the right spots. They still have to make the tackle, and that's on them. But the linebackers are in the right positions. The DBs are in the right spots to execute plays, whereas previously they were all over the place. Yeah, and I think that's probably a little bit more of why I'm confident is, is because we've seen the progress happen um, over the last couple of weeks, right? Um, and and I think that was the frustrating part with with us, especially during the post game show. It's like, man, like, do these guys not know football? Um, you know, for guys not even to be in this spot, um, you know, it's it's, it's frustrating. And, and I've said this all season. I, I'm okay if you are if you're going hard, you have good effort, and you're in the right spot. But then when it comes down to that to that execution, uh, if you don't make that play because the the guy in front of you is. Uh, is, is better than you that you know talent wise I'm okay with that but we've seen over the last couple of weeks that the progress guys are in the right spot they they have good effort um, they're going hard they're flying around um, and then and then last week you're starting to see two guys making those one on one plays and those matchups so um, it's been a good good progression I, I think um, there's a lot to build going into this game and and when you think about um, the bowl game as well um, I mean you're playing more for 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 just uh, a win, um, you know, you, you're able to you're able to set the stage and set the tone um, for the, the underclassmen, but also for the seniors um, as well. So um, I'm I'm just happy to see to see progress. I think 
us as as fans and analysts, that that's all we want to see is, is are they getting better each and every week. Free popcorn seeking Brian Logan joins us from a dealership in Farmington. Uh, Brian, let's talk about the run game of Stanford. Only 112 a game. This isn't your grandma Stanford or even uh, Uncle Blaine Stanford with Dallas Lloyd on it, if you will. Mitch Lieber is a safety who moved to running back because their top three went down. He's averaging 3.3 yards of carry. Is this a place where BYU can uh, shut Stanford down since they've certainly struggled with injuries and ineptitude of that position? Yeah, I think so. I think anytime a, a program or a coach has to go to the opposite side of the ball to, to get talent, um, you know, that, that kind of tells you that, that there are some problems. And, um, uh, you know, obviously it had to do with, with issue with, with injuries versus versus talent. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, – the, the way BYU can can stop this offense, um, you know, when it comes to the run game, is is just is having the the proper run fits. Um, you know, being in, in the right spot uh, at the right time, having good leverage, which which you know we we've, we've seen the, that progress the last couple of weeks, and um, and and yeah, I mean, I don't think that this 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 Stanford offense is going to beat you on the ground. Um, if, if it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to be in the air. Um, you know, but anytime any team, when you think of, think about the, the pillars of, of holding a team under, you know, 150 yards or hundred yards a game, uh, the percentage chances of you winning are, are going to be extremely high. So, um, if, if I, I, I think that could help out, but I mean, when, when you, when you look at the kid, um, he's made some good plays. Right, he's he's played uh, running back in high school. Um, I, I think all DBs are the best athletes on the field, and and they play offense in high school anyway. And then when they get to college, they get moved to DB because uh, they're just the most talented. And so, you know, I, I don't think that BYU can go into this game and 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 say this is a safety playing running back, and and uh, you know we don't have to worry about them. That's that's not the case at all. So. Uh, but at the end of the day, from a from a scheme standpoint, I don't I don't think this offense is is going to is is going to beat, um, you know, the, the the BYU defense on the ground. Vito, one last question for you. Uh, as a former defensive back, uh, facing a quarterback that's six six that has a good arm but is not a scrambler, uh, who wants to stay in the pocket, uh, if you're Kalani Sataki, how do you defend against him? Do you rush four? Do you rush three and drop eight back? What do you do to beat McKee tomorrow night? So the games where he's, he's hasn't been as accurate, um, you know, hasn't completed a lot of balls. He, he's had some pressure, um, at, but, but BYU, when you think about times that BYU has, has, has blitzed and they brought pressure, they, they don't get home. Um, and so you're leaving your DBs out, out to dry. Um, so because he, he doesn't run or he, I mean, he, he's not going to beat you on the ground like a Jaron. Um, I would drop eight. Um, I'd mix it up a little bit with the coverage. Uh, still drop eight, but I would still have I would have the DBs come up and press a little bit. Um, he throws a lot of quick, quick, quick passes. Um, anytime where where he's on point on target, he's getting the ball out really fast. So I, I think the DBs and corners uh, coming up and playing press, and then D lineman getting your hands up uh, because the ball does come out quick. Um, get a, a, a good initial rush, and then uh, get your hands up in those passing lanes. Brother McKee has been pretty good this year, despite the ineptitude offensively. Uh, just throwing for 300-plus twice, but they really rely on him. Brian, we appreciate the time. Best of luck with your car, man. 
Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that. If Bilo gets some that fixed, he'll join us tomorrow night for BYU Sports Nation game day. <laughs> Boy, it's a late start. 9 o'clock is when the pregame show starts. 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. There's the guys. We'll sit down with Keanu Hill. A great conversation with him. Lloyd Hill, Roy Williams, uh, his dad, his uncle, and their influence on his development. All of that starting at 9 Eastern Time. BYU Sports Nation game day tomorrow night on BYU TV. I've always wondered why you're grilling a football. We'll answer that after the break. And will we see BYU versus Utah ever again on this weekend? Oh, they used to play a lot, including this overtime winner in 09 in late November. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. Interact with the show and get great content throughout the day. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can actually watch it on your phone while you're waiting in line to buy whatever you're What do you think I'm buy. doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> and on this iPad, he is Dave. I am Jerem. Let's whip it. Google Rip Around is presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. It is the traditional rivalry weekend in college football. Ohio State and Michigan headline it all. USC. Uh, Notre Dame, BYU, Stanford. Uh, will we ever see? Yeah, did you just throw me? Your in will we ever see BYU and Utah play on this weekend? It'd be fun, but I, I don't think there's any way both will allow a non-conference game that late in the season outside of USC. Like USC has the traditional Notre Dame game. No, I, I am interested to see. Like, is it a random team every year? Will the league put the same team every year for BYU? Will the Big 12 force a rivalry like the Pac-12 did with Utah, but no one cares about Utah, Colorado? Yeah, I, I don't see any chance. The only way is when Utah joins the Big 12, and then they just book it there. There you go. And the Big 12 would do that. Yes. If Utah's in the league. So that's absolutely. that's the only way. And I, I, I love I, that. I would love it as a season opener. If they're, if they're not going to be in the same league, that should be the season opener every year, and all summer leads to that. Some of the schools do that. Um, yeah, Colorado, cool. Colorado State do that a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be cool. But uh, it's going to have to be a conference game to have it on Thanksgiving weekend. But you know what? Stranger things will happen. It's true. Season six of Stranger Things will Zach Wilson handled the situation much better on Wednesday afternoon than Sunday, taking ownership of the situation, Dave. How many weeks before we see him play? I don't know. I don't know. I, th I think uh, the Jets are now married into this moving off of him for a little bit. I don't think he can just be one week unless uh, uh, the kid in front of him gets hurt. Um, but I think that all, that all is won over in practice. In the relationship with Zach and the players and running the offense, I think that's where that decision is determined. It can't be the court of public opinion because that's too all over the place for New York. They don't even know how to have a successful Jets team. They've forgotten. Most people have died since Joe Namath won the Super Bowl. They made two AFC title games with Mark Sanchez and Rick Stein. Right. But still, they, they're in this funk of, look what they're doing to their current quarterback. And, they, and he was what, 6-2? and two? That wasn't good like enough. Five and two is five and two. Yeah. Uh, but he will be better in press conferences moving forward. Yeah, Chicago this week at Minnesota, tough game. At Buffalo, tough game. Uh, maybe week 15 versus Detroit. I don't know how long they're going to have him out. I would guess it'd be a week or two. They're heavily invested in him financially and future-wise. Uh, I believe the coach saying they're going to let him reset. How long does that take? What does that mean? Find out in practice. Old NES, just, just <laughs> blow on it and put him back. Yeah, it's like a. When your printer's out, you know, shake the thing, put it back exactly. in, suddenly, hey, it's fixed. Yeah. 
That's an ink cartridge. You just never know when, when it's going to go out. Earlier in the week, the Big 12 official Twitter handle went out after, went out after Paul Feinbaum. Uh, he said TCU couldn't cut it against the big boys of college football. I can see Doggin, the Big 12 leader. Conference cited 9.3 million viewers the last two Horn Frog games. Those people have tuned in just to see the Horn Frogs, uh, not the other team. And, uh, and folks are watching TCU closely. Is Paul off base? I don't think he's super off base in his take of if you put TCU in against Georgia right now, he said they'd lose by three or four touchdowns. That's the way the semifinals have gone. I don't think he's off base on that. But TCU is certainly interesting, and if they went out, absolutely, they deserve to be in the playoff. No one's questioning that. So I know I know the league and, and the Big 12 are upset with how that was said, but honestly, there's a there's a, a big difference between the best SC team and the best Big 12 team. The pundits don't off. want TCU in that game. Just like they sure. didn't want Cincinnati in there last But they want SC because LA and SC yeah. brand. And it hurts TCU that they're in the, the market that's dominated by the Longhorns, even if it's Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. It's still a Texas Longhorn market. And TCU's a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Still the Big 12. Still a Power 5 league with good teams. Following a Mississippi State Egg Bowl win, a fan threw a chair on the field last night. What's the weirdest thing you've seen or heard of thrown at a game? Uh, New Mexico basketball game when BYU wore the black unis and beat the Lobos in the pit uh, with Steve Cleveland's big weekend. 98. 90, yeah, yeah, it was their big. Then they went and beat UTEP. I had a fan behind me dip fries in ketchup and throw them at me in my white shirt the whole time. <laughs> and they landed? Right, right on my back. Oh! And I'm like, who dips a fry in ketchup? And there's the BYU announcers. Watch this. All game long. <laughs> Wait, you so said that's it how many me. were there? I don't know. I was pelted all game long. Like, like three, six, ten? I don't know. Probably more than that. Wow. It looked like I was stabbed That's in the back. That's crazy. No, it wasn't that bad. Because, you know, you can only put so much ketchup on a it's fry. It's true. It's true. Plus, it loses some in the trajectory. But that was his thing all game long. Hey, watch this. I'm going to do that one like time. Like they're throwing darts. At a game. And you'll be like, who was that? So that was no, mine. What about you? Uh, at a Provo Tiffany High School game a couple years ago, <laughs> like 15, uh, so, uh, someone threw a dead chicken on the court. <laughs> It was, it was gross. Okay, uh, this list of big, uh, big 12 schools and what they would be as a Thanksgiving dish was posted yesterday. This is classic. What would BYU's Thanksgiving dish be? Uh, Baylor green uh, bean casserole, Oklahoma State ham, uh, for example. What would BYU's be? West Virginia alcohol. <laughs> uh, cougar tail. I put cougar tail on there. You throw cougar tail on there? Yeah, go right to dessert. What would you do? Green jello with shredded carrots, old reliable uh, from BYU. <laughs> no one eats that anymore. We had blue jello last night. That so, I believe. Yeah, from Gambling Gauchos. That feels <laughs> like a must follow account from Big 12 commentary. All right, basketball today, BYU Dayton. Coming up this afternoon, 2 30 Eastern Time is the pregame show. And then the Flyers and Cougars follow on BYU Radio. Hey. Keep it going. 51 got them in uh, MSG. Let's Gonna do get it. them in the Bahamas today. And on deck, the newest Steve Blue featuring Stanford transfer Houston Haymuli. The impact his grandfather has had on his life and the experience at Stanford he had. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B on this Black Friday. Hopefully it's a good one where you've spent a crazy amount of money, if you want. After four years at Stanford, Houston Haymuli sought a new opportunity in Provo at BYU, where his dad was the all-time leading rusher once. Here's the newest D-Blue with Houston Haymuli. 
This is my grandpa Murray. This is my, my mom's dad. Best dad in the whole wide world, right? For my children, best grandfather. When we were little, my grandpa, you know, got us all together. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to show you guys the haka. It's who you are, I think. It's a Maori uh, to be proud of their culture. It was really cool to finally get in touch with that, that part of me. And it was interesting. You know, I was like, what is this? What's going on? And I've never seen someone so proud than when he saw his grandsons, his grandkids, you know, be able to do the haka. I'm forever grateful to my father and to my mother and to our children, to Houston, for wanting to know how their heritage really builds the foundation of who we are. The night that Houston got the Stanford call was a late night after a football game. I believe it was the first game of the season, his senior season, right? He had only received previously one offer. Stanford didn't offer him anything yet, but they told him they're interested in him. He has not accepted an offer, and he had a good game. One of my best games of, of my career. And that's when he got a call. Hey, saw what happened at your game. Good job. We want to offer you a scholarship. And he's like, the reason is, is your mission. You know, I, I attribute this to my mission was he said, we don't need you now, but we need you two years down the road. So if you go on your mission, this is a perfect fit. And then then and there, I was kind of like, dang, like put God first. And I kind of saw that little miracle happen in my life. I remember a lot of letters my grandpa would send me, handwritten notes where he's like, just know that whatever you're doing is the right thing. My father was already going way downhill and we knew that he was dying. And yet he just hung in there and hung in there because he knew Houston was coming home. When I started to notice the letters were in his handwritten ones and that, that news, I kind of started putting it together. You know, in my head, I was just like, dang, I might not see my grandpa. Um, but as soon as Houston came down that escalator at the airport, I said, what do you want to do, son? He goes, I want to go see Grandpa Murray. So we took him straight to um, see Grandpa Murray, where he was receiving care. And I made a song my mission, and um, yeah, so I sang it to him, and it was, it was one of those things where, like, music brings something different, and, you know, I just saw him expressing emotion. You know, he started crying, and it was one of those things where I was like, dang, like, sometimes, you know, you, you may not always have the memory of everybody, but simple moments can bring something back out, and it was one of the most touching things I've, I've had in years, especially seeing him again. Houston was only home for three weeks, and then he had to report in to Stanford. What's up? We're at Stanford Stadium. We're going to go check in. Houston's first day. How you feel, Houston? Heck, I'm nervous and excited. <laughs> Pumped. So when I got to Stanford, it was kind of, you know, sad, you know, for me because I was like, dang, I really only had four weeks with my family and had to jump right into training, jump right into um, all these different experiences. He felt like the joy that he had playing football was kind of tested there. And that's beside all the, like, the whole pandemic happened while he was there. There was even, like, a time where he couldn't even go to on campus. They, like, had him locked in, like, a hotel forever. The whole season itself, you know, I 
felt very isolated. I felt very not really comfortable where I was. And there are days I would spend in my room. You know, I'd, I'd wake up just to go to practice and then wake up to do my duties, you know, as a player, as a captain, and I would go home. I wouldn't stay around. I wouldn't talk to people. I would go right home, try to watch a movie, try to find something to distract my mind. But in the back of my head, it was always like, like, you don't belong here. Or it's things like, like, why do you even want to be here anymore? Like, why should you even be around? And that really took a turn almost every single day. As I would call him and just want to reach out, and he would slowly drop hints here and there of what he was feeling and why he was feeling these things. I think for me as his sister, that's where I felt like, okay, he actually, he needs more support. You know, whenever I think about my grandpa or whenever my mom, she would like bring something up and I'd ask her for advice, like, you know, what, what, what do I do? She's like, do you remember when grandpa did this? Do you remember grandpa saying this? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you're right. He did say this. He raised us in a very, you know, family-loving and gospel-centered home. And I really believe that, you know, when we pray to God and He asks angels to assist, sometimes He'll ask even His most experienced angels, like, who here knows Houston the best? And I can imagine my dad raising his hand, right, and coming to his help just to be there. I mean, one time specifically, I was just like, dang, I need something. I need to reconnect somehow. And one of my equipment guys, I was like, I want to do a haka, but I want to do it on my own. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I want to know, like, can you lend me a room that I can do this on my own? And so, now before the game, he opens his room to me. I sit there and I just do it. You know, I just remember everything from my grandpa and just like connected with him, I feel like on that level. And again, biggest thing is going back to your roots. You know, I, every time I feel lost, every time I felt, you know, especially during football, I do this and I, I felt rooted again. So the process of coming to BYU was started by season ending and I kind of was in that middle area of like, okay, what do I do next? So I'm talking with my coach and kind of discussing options. And one of them was, he said, yeah, you could try for the league, you know, here's your projections. Or, you know, in my head, I was like, we're gonna just stop, you know, just stop playing football. But I, I really, I, I still had something I wanted to do. I still wanted to play, I still wanted to do more. I remember when he entered the portal, I got a phone call and he's like, hey coach, just wanted to let you know I entered the portal. And, and we, we had a good conversation. I just said, hey, um, deadline to get into school just passed. You know, I don't know if it's going to work out for you to get into school. He called me a few days later. And he's like, got accepted, and I'm in school. Uh, we'll figure out the rest later. And I'm like, okay, um, when are you going to get out here? And he's like, I'm, I'm in the parking lot right now. My my stuff in my car. I'm like, okay, well, this guy just gets things done. Not only the type of impact he has on our team has, has been critical, but the amount of time he's done it in is kind of what, you know, makes me say that with such ease, that uh, his ability to lead and the charisma he has is, is, is unbelievable. Yeah, we were just, we're lucky to have him and brings a good physical presence to the group. And he's not much taller than I am, so I really, I really appreciate that. He won't, but I do, I appreciate that. He's a special, unique individual and really, really happy to have him on our team. Deep blue 
with Houston Haymooley. Check out all the Deep Blues on the BYU TV app, and hopefully we'll see Houston playing against Stanford tomorrow. One thing we will see tomorrow, women's basketball on BYU TV, taking on Ball State. That's at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 Mountain. Kristen Kozlowski and I will be on the call as the Cougars look to defend their court at the Marriott Center. And we put a ball on this Friday with the fantasy starters in today's Rise and Shout Out. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation On Demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Time for BYU Sports Nation Fantasy Football Friday. Okay, my start is for Week 12 as I go for the first win ever. Obviously, I'm not playing Zach Wilson because he got pitched. Chris Brooks is uh, my starter on offense. Ben Bywater on defense, my flex player. Keanu Hill, hopefully he shows up like he did last week. 11 start for Ben Bywater. He is my only defensive player. Have you not won a game all year? I haven't. I'm 0-11. And during the NFL bye week, conveniently, we didn't do it. Well, here's, here's one of the reasons why. Look at Spencer's picks. Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua, and Fred Warner. Yeah. You can go in the NFL and get guys? Well, yeah, you can play anybody from either league, BYU. Pretty good, right? Good but, luck. Yeah, he drafted much better than me. Good luck to your guys. I drafted Zach and Chris Brooks, and they've stunk! <laughs> Our question of the day is this. You get to guarantee one win this weekend. Which would you choose? USA over England, BYU over Stanford in football, BYU over Dayton in men's hoops. Our elite voice of the day was presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Jason S. on Twitter. Too many people that like soccer responding to this poll imagine voting for anything but a BYU win. This is BYU Sports Nation as opposed to USA Sports Nation. That's so, true. There you go. That's true. Today's in Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about we give it to Jamal Williams? Still leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Had another one yesterday against the Bills. Pretty awesome. Did lose a fumble for just the second time in his NFL career. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. That cost me two points. I'm sorry. That sorry. speaks to his awesomeness, though, is that he doesn't turn over the rock very often. That was rare. I still love that he, he shows up at press conferences during the week wearing his BYU gear. That's cool. Yeah. All-time leading rusher, and he's closing in on Barry Sanders' numbers in Detroit. That's wild. It is totally wild. Barry was 1 on 11 and did that. Uh, Jamal's at least going 11 on 11 this time. Thanks to today's guest, Brian Logan from The Dealership. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand at BYUSN.com. For Dave, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Brian Sanders, who played offensive line for BYU. See you tomorrow for Women's Hoops and Football Pregame. Go Cougs and go USA. Got it.